0: Hey there, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media.
1: Um, So, if you don't know me, uh, my name's Troy. I'm one of the leaders here at One Church Posmead along with my beautiful wife Lisa, Um, and we are now expecting a child, which is amazing. So if you're taking notes, um, I've, I've called this changing a but to a yes. So it's not your butto, it's the word but. So changing a but to a yes. So we're going to um, read through Exodus 3 and 4. Now, because this is a really long chapter, normally when people are kind of, they will do two or three verses, but I'm doing a chapter and a half. Now, if I was me, I was sat there, I'd fall asleep. So we're going to try to do something different. So it's a monologue between Moses and God. Um, so God appears through the burning bush because he wants Moses to... Um, Go to Pharaoh, and this is the start of the Exodus chapter. Um, so it's a bit of a, a long verse. So what we're going to do is, the, between this monologue, um, every time God speaks, you're going to sit down, and then when Moses turns, you're going to stand up. So we're going to be a bit of up and down. Is that all right? Just so you keep going, because I'll be falling asleep. I was going to do it the other way around, but then I felt a bit mean, because this is a very bit of a, a God conversation. So if you've got your um, Bibles, um, it's Exodus 3, verse 1. Now Moses was tending to the flock of Jericho, his father-in-law, the priest of Medean. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Herob, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flaming bush, in the fire from the, within the bush. Side note, if I was Moses and I saw that, I'll be running away. Yeah. Yeah. Moses saw that the bush was on fire and did not burn up. Moses thought, I'll go over and see the strange sight. Why? <laughs> no, no. Sit down. sat down. Sit down. I said, Why? Why? <laughs> why? Why the bush does does this so and not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to have a look, God called from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Do not come any closer. God said, Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. God then said. I am God your father, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of the people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of Egyptians and to bring them out of the land into the good and spacious land, a land of flowing with milk and honey. Then the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. I've rehearsed that. <laughs> and, now, and now the cry of the Israelites have reached me. I have seen the way that the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring the people, the people, the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and, and say to them, the God of your father has sent me to you, and they ask, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. So this is what you say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God said to Moses, so, so to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, who has sent me to you, this is my name forever, the name you shall call to me from generation to generation. Go assemble the elders of the Israel and say to them, the Lord, the God, your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, appeared to me and I said, I have watched you over and you have seen what has been done to you in Egypt. And I have promised to bring you out, out of your misery in Egypt into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Abrahamites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and a land of flowing and milk and honey. Then the elders of Israel will listen to you. Then you'll go to the elders and go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The, God, the Lord, the God of your Hebrews, has, sent me, has met with us. Let us take three days' journey into the wilderness and to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. Exodus 4, Moses answered, what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. You can say, you got to kill me. Okay. You, okay. Did not. No, just just hear me because you've got to kill <laughs> The Lord did not appear to you. Then the Lord said to him, what is, what is in your hand? A staff, he replied. Then the Lord said, throw it to the ground. Moses threw it to the ground and became a snake. Again, I'll be running off. And he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, reach to your hand and take it, take it by the tail. So the Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and turned it back into the staff in his hand. This said to the Lord is the way that you may believe the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, "Put your hand inside your cloak." So Moses put his hand inside his cloak and went, and he took it out. The skin was leprous; it had become white as snow. Now put it back in your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back in his cloak, and when he took it out, it was restored, like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, If they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second. But if you do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Moses said to the Lord, Pardon your servant. (laughs) pardon your servant lord i've never been eloquent neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant i am slow at speech and tongue then the lord said to him who gave human beings their mouths? who makes the deaf or the mute who gives them sight or makes them blind is i not the lord now go i'll help you speak and teach you what to say but moses said pardon your servant please send somebody else then the Lord's anger burned up against yeah. Moses and said, What about your brother Aaron, the, the Levite? I know I can speak well, he said. He is already on his way to meet you, and he will be glad to see you. Oh, what a long story that is. So I don't know if it thought about you, but when I read the Bible, I like to envision myself in that story. So when I was reading this, I was like, okay, this is how I imagine to go. Do you want to... Becky, can I come up with you? So, I'll be God in this situation. This is, you'll be Moses, all right? So, you've go you got, you got a cloak. We'll be all right. We'll be fine. So, all right, Moses, I want you to go and do this. Moses, go on. I want you to go and do it. Oh, God. <laughs> all right, Moses, generally serious. I want you to go and do this. All right, Moses, go. And then all of a sudden, flaming bush. <laughs> Moses, go. All right, just just go, just go. Give round, quarter calls back here. So that that's how I kind of envision envision the story going is I don't know if when you're a kid, you always your mum used to go, You need to like, can you do this? But why? And then all of a sudden it's that last one and they're like, just because I said so. That's kind of how I imagine the story. And throughout the story there's five buts. So if you're taking notes, first number one, everyone say but number one. But, but is but I'm a nobody when he said so. When Moses said, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring them and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He didn't in that moment. Moses didn't, he, he, he knew who God was, he could see him in the burning bush, he knew he was a miracle worker. But in that moment, he did like why, like me, like really, like Moses, like this ordinary guy that was in a Moses basket on the river, and really, me and um i kind of i really relate to the story i i this is this is if you've got like kind of got your favorite bible verse this is kind of my favorite because i really relate to it and um i don't know if you've kind of had the situation before where you don't feel like you're good enough or or you like you belong and um in my previous job i was kind of going through the ranks i was like a sales executive and then the next stage is becoming like a senior sales, so like you kind of look after the team, you kind of do the finances and then things like this. And um, when every quarter you go to a big Kia conference where they kind of, you, they you see the next generation cars, you kind of get the director there talking to you and things like that. Normally it's for the it's the big managers, it's for the like the general managers. But he couldn't make it, so you said, "Oh Troy, you can go." And I was like, "No, thank you. All right, I'm all right. <laughs> like, this this." Like this is scary. Like this, this is big, big guy stuff. And um, he was like, "No, you can do it." So I was like, "Okay." So I, I took my gym bag, which was like a big yellow and orange gym bag at the time. Um, took my suit just like folded my suit up folded my blazer up put it in this bag I can see you all judging me right now and then all of a sudden we get we get to Liverpool and there's these big directors in their like in their Armani suits carrying you know like you see businessmen on the airport carrying their like their their suitcase and there I am in my like in my jeans my rough trainers carrying this orange and yellow suitcase and I could just feel all the eyes on me I was like I I thought I had no authority being there and i and that's kind of what Moses instantly first said. Here is like me, like really, like yeah. like why me? Um, in Ephesians three verses twenty, it says, "Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than he will ask or imagine, according to his power that is in work within us, to him all glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever, Amen." we We are sons and daughters of god we we have that authority, that same authority that Jesus moved, that God moved the mountains, that moved the Red Sea that went through this whole exodus. We have that same authority we have that same authority to put a hand in our in our cloak and be healed like we have that same authority. you are called to do what God wants you to do and then but number two, but number two but who so Jesus goes but um, Moses goes. But who are you, God? In um, verse 13, it says, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God your father has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall, what then shall I tell them? Moses didn't really know who God was. He didn't, he didn't know, okay, I've got that authority. You are my father. You are my God. I'm sorted. Let, let's go. He didn't, he didn't fully understand who God was. The same, the same God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob is the same God to us. The same yesterday, and the same today, and the same tomorrow. Yeah, really in a, a little note as well, I when I was reading in the Hebrew, the translation for "I am," so the translation for "Lord" is "I am." The Lord I am. I've got the. Like, so we've, we've got the same. We've got the same power. We've got the same "I am" that is in Jesus, that's in us. God is Jehovah Yahweh, the self-existent one. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our Provider. the everlasting God there are so many names for God but there's still only one God there's so many different you, you can call him anything you want father, friend he is our God but number three but what if no one believes me Exodus 4 verse 1 what if they do not believe me or listen to me and say the Lord did not appear to you? I've um, I've always, I've always said um, at, at my funeral, my deepest fears at my funeral. People, this is a bit sad, a bit dark. People, people, at my funeral, when when I'm gone and they go and they tell stories about who I am, I don't. I've always, oh, I don't want them to think that. I don't want them to think I'm this Bible kid and like this really weird guy. And recently, I've realised who cares i'm not going to be there (laughs) generally who really cares the only the only voice i want to hear when i go to heaven is good job son like you've done the right thing like good job you've saved that person like that that's what i care about that that's i like stop thinking about what your friend is doing on monday morning when they go what did you do on the weekend? You go, oh, just just chilled out on the on the Sunday morning and then went on did my daily business. No, I went on church on Sunday. I met with the Lord. We had a great time. Why don't you come next week? That's what it's all about. Who really who really cares what's happening in your funeral? You're not there. We're, we're not there. We're, we're in heaven. If you um if you kind of if you knew Dion and I at One Church Gloucester. You would have you would have heard this rumor slash story that came out. Dion told it once, and it, it blew up. Um, so in in Zim we had a um, so we had like a yeah exactly. You see people laughing already. We had a um, a big house. We had a swing. We had a swimming pool outside. And um, we went we went away on we went somewhere, and we came back and we had a we had a maid that was in the pool and drowned. Shh. In my head it is. You, you can speak to them afterwards, all right? And um, I, I got to church one day, and this guy comes up to me and goes, you killed a, you killed your, your nanny. I'm like, what are you on about? i like, what? And he's like, oh, you, you guys had a, a maid that you killed in the swimming pool. I'm like, I was seven years old. And I was like, what are you on about? And then I realised, Dion's told a story to her friends, and they've exaggerated it to the point where I killed somebody. I'm like she couldn't swim. She drowned in the pool. That was it. And all of a sudden, this this little story has gotten into something massive. And I don't know if you've had that, where you've kind of, you, you've gone for a coffee with your friend, or you've gone to the gym, or you're telling the story about, oh, I, it was amazing at church on Sunday, somebody got healed. And they're like, no, they didn't. And you get really angry. And you're like, yes, they did. I saw it with my own eyes. That's where I, that is where I kind of, I imagine where Moses was kind of feeling this, but what happens if they believe me? What happens if I go to the elders? What happens if I go to Pharaoh? And he goes, I don't believe you. Like, What's going to happen then? Right, I'm like, uh, but God told me to. And this is where, okay, this is why God made signs and wonders. Because he goes, well, put that staff on the floor and turn it into a snake. Let's, let's create signs and wonders so that you know, okay, you know that I am powerful, that I'm almighty, that I'm a miracle worker. Don't be the person you think you are in your own thinking. Be the person that God has called you to be, be imp- that God has called you to be empowered to be. When I was, kind of, when I was writing this preach, I, I put a story about me. I didn't belong in the manager's meeting. And Lisa was like, you did. You didn't feel like you did. And that is the most important thing is sometimes we feel, oh, I, don't, I don't deserve to be. I don't deserve to be in church. I don't deserve to be standing here. But God's going, you deserve to be there. I've put you in your place of work. I've put you in that conversation with that person. Do it in my power. You may not feel like you want to be there, but okay, God, I trust in you. I know you are. Give me the power. Let me do this. Everyone say, but number four. four. I can't communicate as well. So this is me. So I always say, I'm Moses and Lisa's Aaron. And God put us together for that reason. That... My parents didn't understand me when I was younger. All of a sudden, Lisa comes. She's the delight of the world. And then finally, people can understand me. My parents go, oh, is that what you meant? And, like, yeah. and ever since then, we've been absolutely fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll go out for dinner. I'll be talking. And then they'll all turn to Lisa. And then she will say it. And then I'll say something else. And they'll all turn to Lisa. Um, so verse 10 it says Moses said to the Lord pardon your servant Lord I have never been eloquent neither the past or since you have spoken to your servant I am slow at speech and turn like I was saying earlier my, for some reason I don't know why I get scared that I'm not going to say something properly so I have to speak really quick so that it's, it, I say it and then it goes otherwise I'll never remember what happens and I remember um, a couple of years ago, what happens quite frequently, but um, the main one was a couple of years ago where, where about 10 worship, um, somebody else was getting up to kind of close worship and God just gave me this word and he said, go speak it now. I need you to go speak in now. I'm like, okay, all right. So I'm like, at oh, least like, I need the microphone. I need to go and say this. And um, I all of a sudden just blur this out. And I, I, I go back down and God was like, what on earth was that? <laughs> like, nobody understood you. There was I like, I had such a great message for somebody. I I wanted you to give that word to somebody, but they didn't even understand you. Like, what on earth did you do? And I was like, I'm sorry. She's like, okay, at the end of this at the end of the service, you're gonna go up and you're gonna say it again. And I was like, Do I have to? Now you're all embarrassed. Like I'm all okay. And he's like, No, you're gonna do it. I was like, okay. So I got up at the end of the service and I trusted the Lord that He's he is my mouthpiece. So I said it and all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, that's what he said. I'm like, Yeah, I should have said. And that, that is kind of, I, I sometimes forget that, that God is our mouthpiece. He is, he is our voice. Why be scared? Why, why walking down the street and God says, talk to that person, you're like, oh, I'm scared. No, you've got God's power, you've got God's authority, and God is your mouthpiece. What do you have to be scared about? What, what on earth do you have to be scared about to do that? Yes, you may feel anxious, but you know you have the power to do that. You know you have the authority to do that. When, when you start feeling nervous, it's okay. Nerv, nervous, I've learned nervousness is good, but it's not in control. Ner, nerves don't control your, your heart. They don't control your heartbeat. They don't control your voice. God does. Yeah. Proverbs 3 verse 5 it says, Trust the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Psalm 37 verse 5 it says, Trust the Lord and he will act. Psalm 9 verse 10 it says, those who, those who know your name will trust in you for, the, for, the, for you. The Lord, for sake, those who seek you. Psalm 28, verse 7, it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and he has, and he has helped me. Joshua 9, 1, verse 9, it says, I have not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you forever, wherever you go. Show you that again. I have not, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And these are just some of the verses I've just kind of, I've, um, I've got a note app that I share with Lisa. And um, every time I kind of feel a bit anxious or feel nervous in a situation or I get kind of flared up at work, I just go on my phone, read a couple of these verses, take five minutes and go, okay, God, I trust in you, let's go. Everyone say, but number five. <laughs> but God, anyone else but me. And this is the most important one. It's sort of, he's finally got to that excuse. Like, yeah. that's the real excuse is, but God, anyone else, just me. And I i think we've all had that. We've all had that kind of, I'm—I, my spirit is prophecy. And it's taken me ages to realize, okay, I know who God's voice is. And um, I always used to, when I first kind of got into church, God will kind of use me and give me, Words, I'm like, is that just my brain or what's going on here? And I'll kind of s- s- say something. I'm like, was that really you? Like, But the more, the more time you're with God, the more, the more you're in his presence, the more kind of you, you worship him, the more time you kind of sit there and go, God, talk to me, the more you'll understand his voice. Amen. God has sent you for a purpose and... There 's things that happen in you look back and like in ten years' time, and you oh that's it. that's why we did that God yeah. like if it wasn't for two leaders going to Barnwood school and my sister being there and then saying come to come to um youth and then we went, and all of a sudden we're here, mm-hmm. like that wouldn't have happened if those two people didn't yeah. get the confidence, didn't yeah. think okay let let us let's let's, tr- let's, go, let's go to Barnwood... and let's let's go speak to these these young girls. We, I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for James' grandparents. And let's go to church. They wouldn't be here today, and Jesse wouldn't be at the front worshiping God. Like, there's a there's a reason why God wants you to do something. There's a reason why God has put you in your workplace to speak about God. Is because He wants that that your work colleague to go. You know what? I want to meet Jesus today. I want to be in heaven with you. And I don't know if you were part of part of the thing we did last year with um, Pastor, was it John Pastor John, where um, we did the Soul Winners course. And um i never forget the story about what he was he was saying about um he was walking he had a nightmare and he was walking up to heaven and he and he was with God and this guy was going down to hell and he cried out to him and he said, Why didn't you tell me about God? Why didn't you tell the stories about this amazing father? And that that sits with me. I don't want to be that person, I want to be that person that goes to heaven one day and God says look at the people that are here because you invited them to church because you, you spoke his message because you cried out hallelujah that you you prayed for their, their pain to go you you prayed to them while their parents were sick while they were sick that's the person I want to be That that's when I get to heaven and go well done son God wants, God wants to use you he'll help you in any way he put Aaron by Moses aside he could have gone okay, you know what, on that last bit, you know what, I've had enough. You, you go sit down, I'm just going to use Aaron. But like he, he, he could have had the authority to do that, but he said, no, I'm going to still use you, but I'm going to put Aaron by your side. And he still wants you, and the meta, th- there's so many buts that you've said, and there's so many kind of, oh, but God, but God. He still wants you to use you. He still, he wants you to stop saying but and go, okay, I finally had enough. Let's just do this. Let's put your trust in you and let's do this. So just to um, close But number one is But I'm a nobody You need to change that to Yes God I'm your servant child Use me Number two is But who are you God Change that to Yes God you're my king You're my father You're my heart But what happens if nobody believes me Yes God let's go What's the worst that can happen? Give me the strength. Give me the voice piece to go. But I can't communicate. Yes, God, let's go. Yes, God, use my, use my voice as your mouthpiece. And point number five, but choose someone else. Instead, use, yes, God, use me in any way possible. We are God's chosen people. We're anointed in his presence and God gave me this so this, original, this verse I was, I'm trying to go through the Bible and I got onto Exodus and I was reading through it and God kind of really struck these five points for me and I thought it was just for me and then on that Sunday I was kind of I was helping facilitate things and we in our morning prayer and I, I kind of said these and then all of a sudden it turned to okay this is for everyone and then all of a sudden it's God no this is for our church this God's given me this to share with you because there's some of us that are just tired of saying but and we used to say yes there's some of us that are oh, I'm I'm guilty for it some before I used to go to work and oh what would you do this weekend oh nothing much, oh, just chilled out and it's time to go oh I went to church on Sunday we worship God why don't you come next Sunday it's 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 time to go okay I'm I'm doing my I'm, I'm at the gym today I'm doing my car I'm on a bike ride and you see somebody having a rest with you, and you go, "Do you know who God is? Do you, like, like, what's your name? Oh, I come to church on Sunday. That—that's what I'd love to I do. I would love to be that person that goes, just walk in the street. Oh, can I just quickly pray for you? Like, let's be those weird people. Like, let's just. Like, who cares? Who? Cares? Like, let's start. Let's that that but word needs to be out, out of our vocabulary, and let's change it for a yes. In um in Psalm twenty three verse five it says. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me on all the days and all my life, and dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And this morning, if this is for the people, I don't. want It's an altar course and I don't want you just to come up for the sake of it. I want you to come up and go. You know what? I'm tired of saying but, and I want to go. We're going to get um, James and. Amy, up in a second. I've got some oil, and we're going to anoint you today. And that is a sign of taking that but word out of your vocabulary and changing it to a yes, knowing that God is I'm I'm your servant, child. God, you're my king. God, you're my strength and my shield. You are my mouthpiece, and use me in any way. And that's what we're going to do this morning. We're gonna do that and then we're gonna praise God and we're gonna go. So I'm just gonna invite James and Amy up. And it's gonna be by the side and if if that's truly you and you go, you know what? I'm tired of I'm tired of saying this butt word, I wanna go. They're gonna anoint you and then we're gonna pray. And that's it. And that's, that's our cue to go, okay, I'm in code. Let, let, let's go. Let's, let's take God's strength. Put it in me. God, I am, I am your servant child. And let's do this.
0: I remember the first time um, that I think I anointed someone with oil, and it was in my living room. And I feel like, like there is something that needs to be, I guess, like explained or something that is not um, like a strange thing at all. But it's just like a a, a symbol. It's just a symbol of what, like, God's done for people's lives it's originally what they did for the priests to be anointed to be set apart and so there is there like anything special I put an oil on people's heads like not really I believe there's something powerful in it anyway. So if you want to be anointed as well, why don't you come? And this is a it's a sign of being set apart yeah God describes many aspects of this faith as a mystery and well this is one of them right but in Jesus name sometimes you just know you need to do something so Troy we thank you for that message